According to the bio he wrote, Gabriel Rutledge is one of North America's finest touring stand-up comics. He has appeared on Comedy Central and is a past winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Christy Rutledge is one of North America's finest stay-at-home moms. They have three kids, they're married, they swear a lot, they're the Rutledges. Check, check, check. Is this a podcast? This is a podcast. Is this a podcast? This is a podcast. Someone had a beat to that. Um, just me. Christy Rutledge. Some would say the better half of the Rutledge's podcast is not here. Uh, I am in Wichita, Kansas. Uh because of course uh even in a year where excuse me even in a year where everything seemed seemingly got canceled uh even in a year where I did uh I mean way less comedy than I normally do of course I'm still out of town for New Year's Eve I managed to pull that off uh so that's why Christy's not here we I flew out Wednesday we couldn't get it together on Tuesday to do it, so one last time on, I almost said one last time on the airwaves, like this is a radio station (laughs) and not a pre-recorded podcast. I wanted to get on the air one more time here at K. Rut. Crut. What the crut? TikTok, look at the clock. It's time to rock, K. Rut. I wanted to get one in for the last one. I guess this one will come out, uh... January 1st or 2nd, so, but I'm taping it on December 31st, so it feels like the last one of the year. Um, I'm in a, uh, I mean, the the Wichita Comedy Condo, kind of famous among people who work here for being a cave, uh, <laughs> because it's actually, unlike most comedy condos, it's, this is actually like in the same building as the comedy club. In fact, the bedroom, my bedroom wall is like the back wall of the stage. Uh, I can actually, you might even hear it, you can actually hear like the phone ring from the comedy club office, which is <laughs> just kind of weird. Like I'm trying to take a nap and the phone rings and then I hear them talking like, oh no, Gabriel, yeah, we got Gabriel Rutledge here this weekend. He's been on Comedy Central on Amazon Prime. No, yeah, you can use your coupon. It's not a special event. Uh, I have to hear that <laughs> from my bedroom. Uh, but what's crazy, like, it's a cave. There's no, it's inside the building. It's just brick walls. Uh, it's sort of like some sort of funky artist loft that you'd see in a movie, except it's not a loft. It's just... Uh, ground level and no windows and so I mean when you turn the lights off utter blackness like your soul utter blackness uh, which is actually nice for sleep but uh, about day three that you're here you start to feel insane uh, apparently you need, you need you need to know what time of day it is 
you know, because if the lights are off, 4 p.m. is the same as 4 a.m. is the same as noon. It, there's no sense of meaning. There's no life. You're just in a bunker, which is a good way to end the year in a bunker. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even say anything on the the social medias about uh, being here. Um, I guess it doesn't matter. Both the they're only allowed to sell half capacity. Uh, but both the New Year's Eve shows tonight are sold out because Wichita. Uh, either they don't give a shit or they don't they don't watch the news, which has kind of been a weird thing about this year, about irresponsibly traveling that I have been doing, where it's there's a great percentage of this country that is just like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, I heard something about COVID. I heard something about that. Anyway, fun show tonight. There's just people so unplugged. Uh, from anything that they're just like, yeah, I heard something about it, but I, it's not really affected me too much. Uh, I'm a little jealous of those people. I wish I could unplug that much, I guess. There was an article floating around the uh, the internet, uh, one of several I've seen this year, that was just basically specifically saying how irresponsible it is to do comedy shows right now. Um, which I'm not saying the article is wrong, but I'm just more curious about, you know, any place that comedy is allowed to still be happening is also a place that still has indoor dining allowed to be happening. So couldn't you also write that article not about comedians and comedy clubs, but about servers at Applebee's? Isn't it the same fucking thing? Uh, but no one writes that article about the servers from Applebee's. No, no one, no one says, uh, (laughs) restaurant people aren't supposed to go back to work. I haven't seen that article. I've seen the article that says they can't because they have to be in charge of their child's online schooling. I've seen that article. Uh, I've seen the one about how their hours are cut or their, their, uh, unemployment didn't work out or I've seen those articles. But I've I've never seen the article that's like, you know, this TGI Fridays bartender is going to go back to work because he wants to kill your grandma. And that's kind of what the comedy articles are like. And I don't quite understand it. Uh, And, you know, I'll I'll even admit I judge people richer than me a little harsher. Like, I've kind of been like, hey, I, I have to go out there. I got to go get my money. It's my job. You know, I'm not, we're doing okay. I thought this year would be a giant financial challenge and it hasn't been, but it's still like, I can't compared to my unemployment and or delivering groceries, what I'm making this weekend is pretty significant. So it's like, yeah, I should go do that. But then I, you know, other comics who are millionaires are touring and I'm like, why are you doing it? Like, I have to do it. Why are you doing it? But it's, I just, well, I guess first of all, just because you're a millionaire, that means you have millionaire bills, you know, so it's not like they don't need money. Um, But yeah, it is is a weird, like, again, I don't know, you can talk about science, but that, people don't know what that means. You know, we're in the middle of science whatever the experiment is where we're, we're not all the way through it. And so it's like, you know, I even see restaurant owners 
who want to stay open, which I get. They're trying not to die. I get that. But they're like, according to the uh, tracing, less than 1% of all coronavirus is from indoor dining. No one knows if that's true. What tracing? What fucking tracing? There's no tracing. There's no anything. If you go to a website to buy a, a flight to Kansas City or Kansas or Wichita, where I am, it says, hey, when you get to Kansas, quarantine for 14 days. I'm doing two shows tonight. When I get back to Washington State, it says in the airport, there's a sign, quarantine for 14 days. No one gives a shit. No one's quarantining. You know who else isn't quarantining? The pilot who flew my plane and, 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 and the, you know, the flight attendants who are just turning around and flying somewhere else or staying the night and turning around and flying somewhere else. People are just throwing out suggestions. None of this shit's official. You know? So it's, it's, uh, that's one of the exhausting things about this year. It's just, it makes you think too much. You know, should I go? Should I do this? And uh, I think on a small level, we've all had to do that a million times. There's too many fucking decisions. Is this the best thing to do? Should we go to Thanksgiving? Can we have a small Christmas? Should we do an outdoor Christmas? Should we not do it at all? Should we Zoom? I'm just exhausted. I'm just exhausted uh, by these decisions, and I'm exhausted by just the low-level to high-level paranoia that I've had to live with all year. We all have, maybe if you travel a little more. Uh, even I posted something about how I slept 11 hours last night, and, uh, you know, I still look sleepy. I still look, I still have bags under my eyes, so you're wrong, everyone my whole life who's been telling me I look tired. It wasn't about being tired. This is just what I look like. I, t I put some post like that. Someone sends me a message immediately. Hey, just so you know, uh, the day before I got COVID, I slept like 12 hours. It was really weird. Just be careful. <laughs> like, fuck, man. The reason I slept 11 hours is because I'm currently in a cave and also because I slept zero hours the night before. That's why I slept 11 hours. But even that, you can't even be like, I slept a lot without someone going like, you probably have COVID. It's exhausting. And I'm tired. Uh, I'm tired. Even the, just the level of... Uh, even advertising, even media of like just, you know, the phrases, just like now more than ever. In times like these, family, just all the, I'm sick of the, I'm sick of the marketing. I'm sick of the, I'm just, look, we're too far in. If there was any lessons to learn, I fucking learned them. I resent that I'm supposed to learn lessons. Did they do that? For other tragedies in history, I don't, is this a tragedy? It, I guess it is. When 300,000 plus people have died in this country, I guess it's a tragedy. But did we do that? During World War II, was magazine advertising like now more than ever? Lucky Strike cigarettes, is that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, During the Spanish flu, was it like in times like these? Brought to you by Wells Fargo. We still have a wagon. 
Maybe it was. I'm just tired of it. I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy. I, I, I take some joy in the year being over, but it's not like coronavirus is over. So, yeah, we don't have to do 2020 again, but we're, we're in the fucking teeth of this thing. Of like, it's never been worse, and there's vaccines, which is hopeful, but also that's not going great as far as the numbers they're getting out and whatever. You guys know. Also, people are crazy. I mean, the, my ride here, I got picked up by the manager, and I said, uh, I told him, I'm like, I'm surprised this is happening when I, you know, I was here less than two months ago uh, just for one night to open for a Christian comic, God's comic. And uh, at that time, I thought there's no way they're going to allow New Year's Eve to even happen here. And sure enough, we're here. And I said something about a vaccine. And he goes like, well, I don't want to get the vaccine. I'm like, why not? And he's like, I don't want to get on a list. What list? What fucking list? We're all on lists. Do you have a social security number? I'm sure you do. You're on a fucking list. Like, well, I don't want it to be a pre-existing condition. I don't want to... What? What? I get that. I get you want your privacy, but the arrogance of like, well, once the federal government gets wind of what I'm up to, what are you up to? Jerking off and watching Netflix? They don't care. You're not Edward Snowden. You're an assistant manager at a loony bin. Calm it down there. Watch Get Bless YouTube. I'm not getting on a list. I don't, I'm, there's, there's a list I don't want to be on, and that's the fucking casualty list. Give me the shot. Put it directly in my veins. Oh, that's how it works? Okay. I don't want to be on a list. The shit people worry about. I'm not getting on some fucking government list from a man who weighs probably 500 plus pounds. <laughs> what about the morbidly obese list? You're okay with that one? That's a fine list to be on? Isn't that a pre-existing condition? Nuh-uh. Once you're on that list, then, then what? Right, Christy? Christy? This is not a light episode. This is not a light solo episode. And look, I'm not going to lie to you guys, okay? Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I, I think, what are we, nine months? I'm just, uh, I'm at a low point. Uh, you know, first, it, I guess that's the, the grieving stages. I don't know if you grieve health crises, but it's like at first you're just in shock. And then you do have that, like, you know, in April, I felt like, you know, it really helps you focus on what's important. But by fucking December 31st, I'm like, well... <laughs> I've been focusing only on what's important for nine months now. I would like to focus on some things that aren't important. Especially when the things that are important aren't going that well either. You know? Not that 
things are a disaster, but I mean, when no one leaves the house for nine months, you're not going to be getting along that well <laughs> with the people that are important. In the commercial, there's just music in the background, and, and it goes like, it really makes you think about what's important, and then we stare at each other, and then it's like, you know, mutual insurance of Omaha or whatever. But in real life, we go, yeah, these people that are important to me are annoying the shit out of me because no one goes anywhere and we're all getting crazier. And so I would like, uh, I've had enough of essential activities and I would like to return uh, to focusing on non-essential activities because it turns out non-essential activities are the only reason you can fucking stand the essential ones. I think this is the anger stage of grief. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm just annoyed. I'm just annoyed. I mean, for a long time, uh, I can, you know, I get this from what my counselor would call my family of origin. I would get, um, it could always be worse. That's how I was raised. It could always be worse. And that's actually... Not the worst thing in the world, you know, because I've been fortunate. I'm fortunate every day before coronavirus. You can't walk past someone living in a tent and not feel fortunate, you know, uh, and I've been fortunate this year. I'm not waiting in line at a food bank. I'm, you know, things are okay. No one's even been sick. Uh, I mean, Christy's got some sinus thing going on, but you know. No one's been sick. And so, of course, you know, that's fortunate. But it's also like, now that it's not, you know, like I said, April, May, when you're just reeling from like, wait, what's happening? To December, I'm like, fuck, man. I, it took me so long to make a mediocre amount of money in stand-up comedy. Uh, (laughs) That's the success book I should write. (laughs) 20 Years to Mediocrity, the Gabriel Rutledge story. Uh, But I am, I have to admit I'm mad about that. You know? Uh... I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. It's not some failure on my part. And it's every other performing artist is going through the same thing right now. So I'm certainly not alone in that. But I'm like, fuck, man, it took me so long to like get to the point where I was making like decent money uh, doing comedy out of Olympia, Washington, for God's sakes. Uh, it's like learning to swim with cement shorts, starting a comedy career in Olympia, Washington. Uh, I mean, now everyone's moving. All these LA, New York people are all moving to Austin because they're like, the business is dead now. I'm like, well, yeah, well, I didn't live there when the business wasn't dead. So I'm a trendsetter. Uh, but it's when I think about, like, let's say uh, the projections are correct, maybe summer. People used to say spring. That seems seems like that's getting pushed to summer. Let's say next year sometime live performing is sort of back on track. The amount of time it's going to take me 
to get back to where I was in 2019, uh, that's a while if ever. And that's just a bummer. It just sucks. Uh, you know, and I'll, maybe I'm wrong, who knows. By the end of 2021, I could be back to being like so insanely busy that I'm like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. But right now, I mean, that my whole life until this year, it was like, I was on this treadmill. I just kept saying to yes to all this work. And it was like, oh, this is too much. It, of course, this whole year I've been like, I miss the treadmill. Get me back to the goddamn treadmill. Uh, <laughs> I always I always regretted having to miss so many of my children's activities. And I've been home all year. And their activities have also been canceled. Uh, so <laughs> I haven't even been able to do that. It wasn't like I took a year-long sabbatical and went to all their school plays. They didn't have any school plays. Well, they did, but they're also online, which is even worse than Zoom comedy. Uh, so yeah, I'm a little, uh, I am, uh, man, just not feeling it. Uh, I'll be fine, you know, I'll be fine. But, uh, I guess I just want to, um, I want to give all the Rutledge's, uh, listeners permission to feel like shit. (laughs) Cause sometimes I need that. Uh, just a tough fucking year, man. And, uh, you know, I don't think the first few months are going to be any better. Um, but there's no hindsight on it yet. You know, there's no, um, there's no, uh, well, that was a crazy time. It's still happening. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been reading, this year for the first time in a long time. <laughs> I, but I, that's actually not even true. Uh, I, I've been being read to. Uh, just been listening to lots of books on, well, not books on tape. God, I'm old. Uh, books on vinyl in my car. I have a record player in my trunk. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Audio books, that's what you call it. Uh, and my latest one I'm, I'm having read to me is uh, <laughs> it's uh, Grapes of Wrath, which um, I never I've never uh, read that before. A lot of people read it in school. I think I I never did. Uh, and it is interesting because it's like I guess it's called historical fiction. You know, what I mean, it's not like a true story, but it's a story about a time. Uh, in the world that was true, I think 1930s, you know, Great Depression shit, people from Oklahoma whose crops dried up and the bank took over their property and kicked them out and they went to California to pick fruit and that didn't work out either, they're living in ditches, people are dying and it's like, in a weird way, it's like, it is a nice reminder to be like, uh, well, my life's not bad. <laughs> no, no one's, no, no one's starving. Uh, no one, you know, we didn't lose grandma in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, 
you know. Uh, so it is, of course, uh, oh, there I go again. Could be worse, right? I'm doing it right now, but it is true. Um, and I also, uh, <laughs> the person, the person reading, uh, the audio book of the Grapes Wrath, which by the way, that's inspired me. I think one of my projects next year is I am going to do an audio version of, uh, of uh I was gonna say audio version of Good Luck in Court, which is my album. That's already an audio version. Uh, maybe I should do a written version of my album and then do a audio version uh, of my book. But uh happiness isn't funny. I'm thinking about doing that. Um but uh <laughs> the guy who's reading it is like he's really good. Some people they don't do all the voices, they just kind of read, but this guy like he goes hard. It's like, you know, he's reading the male characters just like well, I don't know. And then it's a, you know, then the mom's like, Pa? You know, he really, he's selling these characters, uh, which I appreciate. But one of the, one of the, it's not a funny book, but one of the things that made me laugh really hard that I had to pause the audio book is uh, the, <laughs> they called Diarrhea the Skitters. Uh, like the kids uh, were eating green grapes and it gave them the Skitters, Diarrhea. Uh, and one of, in a woman's voice, the guy was like, <laughs> a woman was talking about how her kids had diarrhea. And, and he was like, both my little ones got the howling skitters. The howling skitters. Oh, what a fantastic term. Uh, <laughs> which I will be using in my life. Are you going to the bathroom again? Well, I got the howling skitters. What choice do I have? I will be using that woman's voice, too. Uh, but, yeah. You know what else I'm tired of seeing is uh, is these articles that are like, you know, three companies that made a pivot during coronavirus, and now they're doing better than ever. I'm tired of those articles, too. Uh, even comedians, you know. There are comedians who've made a pivot or their podcast got huge, or their YouTube videos, and I'm like, well, I pivoted into um, delivering groceries. Can I get an article? No? <laughs> uh, I guess uh, since we, we're talking about next year, though, I do I do have some, um, <clears throat> I have a couple things coming out next year, I think. Um, I've been writing a book all year, um, not sure what I'm going to call it. Maybe going to call it at least the dinosaurs got to die surprised. Maybe. Um, we'll see, but it's a long way from being done because even when I'm done, there's a, uh, you know, lots of editing and, uh, I did drop at a community college, so I'm not really sure where commas go. Um, I got to get people to help me out with that shit. So it's still, a long way from being done, but I do anticipate sometime in 2021 that book will come out. And before that, I'm uh, not sure the time, even maybe a month away. Who knows? Um, I have another book coming out, a children's book um, called, uh, wait, what is it called? Oh, it's called... Uh, there's no fucking way you're getting a pony is the title of the book. And obviously it's, it's like a children's book for adults. 
you know, and uh, but it's it's kind of cute. Uh, I guess it's kind of a rip off of Go the Fuck to Sleep, but whatever. They don't own kids' books or swearing. Um, and we the idea is two or three years old at this point, and uh, I had the idea. Christy took all these pictures of me uh, for what we wanted the illustrations to be. She took photos, and then we tried to fuck with the photos and kind of make it look like artwork, and it just never worked out. Um, but I did, we ended up paying someone uh, to, we, I gave them the photos and they made artwork from the photos. So it's, it's, you know, it's me and Olive, our youngest daughter in the photos. I mean, she's a couple years older now, but it turned out cool. I mean, it looks like a children's book. Um, so I'm in the process of uh, having someone help me with the formatting for that. And um, so that's, you know, I got a couple things coming out. And I'll definitely uh, be annoying people when uh, that is available for sale, for sale, for sale, because uh, I think I underpaid for the artwork, but it's still like, <laughs> it really, it really lights a fire under my ass to be like, well, I got to make $700 back because that's what I paid this kid to do the artwork. Um, <clears throat> but it looks really cool. Um, when I got the artwork back, I was very excited. Um and so uh, it's uh, I don't, it's not like I have a lot of... Sh- I was going to sell them at shows, too. Um, but uh, I guess I still will eventually, but that's probably not going to happen for a while. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm still... It's weird, though. I guess that's another reason the article's about people who pivoted to great COVID-19 business success annoy me is because I, I'm just not that... Um, I'm not that motivated right now. Actually, since March, I haven't been that motivated. In fact, writing the book, not the kid's book, but the other book, um, has been so hard because I never wanted to do it. I never was like, oh, good, I'm going to, you know, because it's like a year-long thing. So for a couple, two or three times a week, at least, I'm trying to write something. Um, about what's happening. And I've never wanted to do it once this entire year. I mean, the year I wrote my first book, you know, I was, I, mo- I wrote most of it in hotel rooms because I had the time. And it's really hard. I was, I wrote most of this book uh, <laughs> in Walmart parking lots waiting until uh, it was my time to take more deliveries, um, you know, just 15 minutes at a time or whatever. But it's like, it's really, I don't know, it's not, I, it's interesting. I didn't, you know, when the world shut down or whatever, I wasn't like, well, look at this new challenge. How am I going to thrive in this environment? I just kind of shut it down. It was just kind of like, well, what I used to do for a living seems stupid now, so now what am I going to do? And I guess that's not really what an artist is supposed to do. But And so it, I, that, it was a grind writing that book this year. And I also, it was a very weird thing because... I would write things, and I don't remember what I wrote. I'm sure I, I repeated myself several times in the book because it's like I don't remember. Like, it's December. I don't remember what I wrote in November. I don't remember what I wrote in October. It's just like I it, I shit it out of my brain and never think about it again. Uh, so it's going to be uh, an interesting edit to be like, well, I told this story four times in six weeks. But it's weird. I just don't have the... I, uh, 
in in one way, I'm happy I wrote a book this year because it's been something to uh, talk to uh, my imaginary audience reading the book. It's nice to have that outlet, but it's also like it's uh, it's tough. It was really tough to just be like, uh, you know, I don't always feel like being introspective or let's look about what's funny about what's happening right now. Those aren't, you know, really what I want to start doing is drinking in the morning. Um, <laughs> but uh, I haven't done that either. But um, but yeah, I am happy that... uh. No matter what happens next year, I do. I think I have a couple of projects coming out, which is nice. Um, and it's hard to describe uh, the kids' book. Okay, I'll read. Okay, I'll read you the first three pages. I know you can't see the pictures, but just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, uh, <clears throat> this is the first three pages of my unpublished, what will someday be self-published, children's book. My sweet child, and tell you I didn't know how big I could love. On the day you were born, I held your tiny body in my hands and I whispered, there is nothing I won't do for you. But I was wrong, because there's no fucking way you're getting a pony. See, it's fun. It's just a fun thing. It's fun. Um, and uh, they're going to be $700 a copy, and so I only need to sell one. <laughs> I think for the promo video, I'm going to have my uh, Olive, since she's the one in the book, uh, I think I'm going to have her read it for a, for a promo video for advertising, just to hear her sweet little voice say, there's no fucking way you're getting a pony. I don't care for the language. Um, I think that's it. This is super negative. I'm just not... Um, I'm feeling super negative, and you got that out of this podcast. I apologize. I think I need to go buy a sandwich on the main streets of Wichita before my two half-sold-out shows. Half-sold-out. That's a term no one ever used before this year. Wichita's, Wichita's weird because it's, like, not quite genderfied. Like, it's trying. Like, there's an axe-throwing bar, but it's, like, next to an industrial plumbing supply warehouse. They haven't quite, <laughs> there's like an indigenous owned art gallery. But, you know, it's like next to a tire factory. They haven't quite figured it out. And uh, also they have all these statues uh, all over the sidewalks in downtown Wichita of like kids and animals uh, doing all kinds of strange poses and but they're like in the middle of the friggin sidewalk they're not like off to the side which is you know sure quirky and fun during the day but a drunken obstacle course at night after you stumble out of my show my new year's eve show that had to end at 11 p.m because of state ordered curfew you, you gotta want. This town has those, uh, you know, those rentable scooters you can buy. There's no way that there's not drunken scooter accidents when you're <laughs> dodging statues of like wolves and children jump roping. And 
I don't know. It's like, hey, how'd you hurt your leg? Like, oh, uh, you know that uh, copper rabbit in front of the bank? Broke my ankle on it. Uh, but they're figuring it out here in the main streets of Wichita. It's also half genderfied because, like, you know, the whole town's like fun during the day, and then as soon as as soon as it's nighttime, it's like, oh, this is sketchy as fuck. I need to get back in my cave uh, where it's safe. Uh, okay, I'm gonna call that a podcast. Uh, happy 2021. Here's to some better fucking times, man. Uh, and thanks for listening all of this year. I think we started, I started the Rutledges back up with Christy in March. Before that, I was doing my own solo podcast, and you guys have just heard how fun that one was. Um, and so, uh, I appreciate you going on this, uh, weird journey. I mean, you know what? It's been a weird year, but it really helped me focus on what's important. And, uh, you know, it's times like these. You know what I mean?
It's times like these you give and give again. It's times like these you learn to love again. It's times like these, time and time.